Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Julie French from KDIO in Ortonville, and you're listening to my friend Kathy Weckworth and Your Best. Today's topic is following the call. This summer has been flying by as I've closed the doors, pulled down the shades, and put my head down as I'm working on my fourth book, a 10-week Bible study called Blazer Trail. And boy, days have been long, let me tell you. What I've learned throughout my life is that when we feel the most comfortable, when we just get in sync with who we are and what we're doing, that's when there seems to be an irresistible knock at the door of our hearts, A call from God saying, come on, get up from behind this white picket fence that surrounds the comfort of your home and saddle up to blaze a new trail with me. I love the scripture that says in Isaiah 43, 19, look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. You see, God's calling us to things that we can't do because he wants us to rely on him You see, if he calls you to it, he will see you through it. God wants to partner with us. And why does he call us to things that are too difficult or beyond our abilities? Because he's going to get the glory. He wants to grow and stretch us. He wants us to learn. And so often I find this in the calls that I've had throughout my life, that God will call me to something where I only know a tiny portion of what to do. I only can see a little bit of a very big picture. I'm reminded of when my oldest daughter, Alexis, was five years old. She loved puzzles, and so Grandma and Grandpa got her a bunch of them. They got her the kind that are the hard wooden puzzles with the big pieces, and then they got her the kind in the boxes. We had several of those, Old Sesame Street, and it was so cool and fun. And she would get seated on the floor, and I would turn for a few minutes to, I don't know, grab a cup of coffee or finish washing the dishes. And the next thing I know, I'd walk in and she'd have every single puzzle dumped out on the floor. All of the pieces were mixed together. I remember the day that that happened, that she sobbed and cried. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, I can't find any of the pieces to this puzzle. It's just a big mess. Sometimes that's how life's going to be when God calls us. I'm not kidding you. It's not an easy thing for him to say, hey, partner with me to do something you've never done before. At times, it will look like God's just dumped out a whole bunch of pieces and you can't make heads or tails out of it. But here's what I know. God is faithful and he's always about what's your best, what's going to make you become who you should become. It reminds me of everyday life. I'll get a prompting from God's Spirit to do something new, something different, a challenge to get up and really live life. But when I see what I'm called to do, I dump everything out and I say, ah, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do this or this. I only recognize a couple of pieces. Well, God sees the entire puzzle of our lives. He knows all the pieces by heart. And the pieces that you don't think you have to make up the whole picture, well, those are the ones he's going to provide. The talents and experiences you just don't have yet, he's going to work on those. He's creating those with you, through you. You just need to trust him that the puzzle pieces of your life will work together. Scary? Of course. 
Challenging? Absolutely. Rewarding? Without a doubt. God knows what He's doing, and He's making you into the person He wants you to become. This is what my new book is about that I've been working on day after day, week after week, hour after hour. The Bible study is 10 weeks long, and it can be studied by yourself or with others. Each chapter offers one of my stories to help you connect with the topic. Then there's a scripture study, helpful tips, questions, song recommendations, and even a closing prayer. The book sells for $12.99, and if you buy 10 or more for a Bible study, they're $9.99. This book, Blaze Your Trail, by me, Kathy Weckworth, is going to be available mid-September. So if you are interested, log on to bestlifeministries.com to get your copy. In my book, we'll take a closer look at how God called several Bible characters, including Moses, Jonah, Ruth, and even Jesus, and how each one of them responded to the call and blazed a new trail. I love learning from Scripture. My daddy used to say, Kathy, in the Bible, you've got all of these problems, and then you've got all the answers. You're going to learn about how God speaks to each one of us and how He walks alongside of us so we're never alone. A couple of key things that I liked in this book that I wrote was that God will call us to something big and scary. And if it's not big and scary, well, it's going to be something you can do and then you don't have to rely on him. So it's not really a God calling. He does God-sized callings. Here's another one. Calls tend to come up out of a struggle or a problem. Or you're never completely skilled or prepared for the job. You just have one or two small skills that match up to that call And the rest of what you need, you'll get along the way as you travel. And here's another one. Don't doubt yourself. Just focus on God. One of my takeaway thoughts in the book is that God doesn't call the perfect and the prepared. Instead, he calls the willing and the waiting. Is that who you are today? Are you looking out at that great, huge, unblazed trail thinking, wow, it seems scary, but I sure feel excited about taking that trail Well, get ready, because you're going to need one of these books. Blaze Your Trail by me. I'd love to have you check out more about it at bestlifeministries.com or kathyweckworth.com. Joining me in the studio today to talk about getting out of your comfort zone and rising to God's call is radio personality and my sweet friend, Julie French. Hi, Julie. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me back on your show. I'm so glad that you're here. So, Julie, you've been a radio host and programming director for many years, and you've also volunteered for your church. And I remember that day. It was so fun. I was driving, and you called, and we discussed the opportunity for the position at your church as youth director. And you were feeling called to apply for the job, and we prayed about it together. And tell us, tell the listeners, what was that like to feel called by God, and how did God get your attention? Oh, God got my attention, first of all, by surprising me when I discussed that opportunity with our pastor. She brought it up, and I looked at her, and I said, you're kidding, right? (laughs) I mean, I never envisioned myself being in that type of position. In all honesty, I have to say that working with teenagers scared me. Well, yeah, I can understand (laughs) And my son just crossed that threshold himself. Okay. He just turned 13 now. But golly, I, I was just like, oh, this is not for real, because I don't think this is something that I 
have been called to do. Sure. So that was the first thing that got my attention. But the second part that got my attention was that after we had that conversation, I couldn't forget about it. Mm. God not only nudged me, he, he like constantly was knocking on the door and saying, you can't forget about this. Wow. You have to act on this. Sure. And it's almost a feeling that's hard to describe to you, but when something is so heavy on your mind like that, not mm-hmm. that I was worried about it, you right. know, nothing like that. It just kept coming into my head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the way God speaks to us. We Absolutely. don't know always the way that God will speak. Sometimes mm-hmm. he speaks through another person. Right. And so I call Kathy. <laughs> who, <laughs> there you go. Who I also call the, the most wonderful prayer warrior I've ever met. Oh, you're too kind. And... You know, talking about it with someone else is very helpful. Mm, it in a is. Situation it like is. That. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you just told me, you know what, we're going to pray about this. Yes. And if this is what you're supposed to do, this is what will happen. That's right. Because God will begin to unfold things. He just sets circumstances up for us. And Julie, I just talked a little bit before our interview about um, the book that I wrote, Blazer Trail, and the, the different ways that God talks to us. And you're right. Um, it's that inner prompting. And then other times it can be just through talking with people like you and I did to kind of get things out in the open. And I love the fact that God continued to prompt and remind you, you know, don't forget about this. And the neatest thing about what you just said, Julie, is that I believe that when God calls us to something that's bigger than us, we know it's from him. Because you said, you know, this isn't something that I would just say, great, I'm going to be good at or I can pick this out. You know, it was something that was God-sized. So I'm so proud of you for listening and following. So once you were seriously saddling up to blaze this new trail, you were scared and uncertain, but I know you were excited because, you know, I could hear that in your in your whole attitude. So tell us about those emotions and how you dealt with fear and uncertainty, and then you got over it with excitement. Well, part of it, Part of it for me was actually talking to other people. I talked to another youth leader in our community, and he said something to me that has stuck with me, and I go back on this quite often. He says, God doesn't call those who are qualified, because I was so concerned that I didn't have the qualifications to do this job. But God doesn't call those who are qualified. God qualifies those who are called. And we see that, you know, in the Bible all the time. Definitely. God's not, yes. God's not working directly with those people who were exceptionally close to him. Mm-hmm. He went out and he got other people. So my emotions were running a whole gamut of things. Mm, as, of course. Okay, yeah, I'm really excited. I, it's almost like being an activity director for kids, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, my apprehension was, what if they don't come? What if they don't show up? What sure. if they don't like what we're doing? Yes, yeah. I had to get rid of all of that baggage, mm-hmm. and I just had to say, okay. And I still do to this day. Now, I've been doing that position as youth leader for almost a year now, believe it or not. And to this day, I say to God, this is up to you. I surrender this you, this activity, this project, whatever we're doing, I trust that you're going to bring in the kids that I need to work with today. 
I trust that they're going to take away something from what we're doing that will benefit them. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it might benefit them in the future. Because that's another thing I found as a youth leader. You really have to understand that the difference you make might not be today. Right. That's so true. But we're yep. shaping these young lives. Absolutely. For their future. That's right. Yes. And and so many little things that we don't think are important really are valuable. So once you felt prompted and you felt called that you were going to take this job, you were going to apply for it, I should say, um, you took some steps before you applied. Tell listeners what steps you took, because I know that you prayed and you called me and you got advice. Is there anything else um, as you were following God's lead that you did? It was funny, Kathy, because all of a sudden, my mind would become flooded with all of these things we could do. Oh, I love it. You got great ideas. <laughs> I did, and they weren't coming from me. I promise I, you that. Sure. Um, because I thought many times, I need to have a pen and paper handy to write this down so I can remember it for later. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the planning process of, of doing this, it wasn't a huge interview thing. It's not like I had to fill out an application or anything for the church board. Uh, we met, they they talked with me, we discussed, I shared some of my ideas with them, and apparently they felt that, yeah, this this person has something that we want to offer to the young people in our churches. Mm-hmm. So the planning process really came to me. I didn't have to go find it. Sure. And, and I love how God sets that up for us. And he sets up the circumstances so that we're just walking right into it. So you had some experience with working with the public, obviously, because, you know, you're a radio host and you love God in your church, but you hadn't been a youth director before. You know, you're you're raising a, a son and, you know, he's he's not even a teenager at that time yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what kinds of things did you think, OK, this is what I have to offer and what kinds of things did God want to build up in you? I think God wanted to build up my self-confidence a little bit. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, that's typical of all of us, isn't it? <laughs> I think he wanted, you know, Kathy, it's wonderful that as, as this has evolved, and we should say that since I took the position as youth leader, I've also expanded and I've gone on to become a certified lay speaker for our church, too. Oh, that's great. And he not only wants me to help other people, but he wants to teach me along the way. And I can't tell you how cool it is. As I've prepared a few sermons, I've given a few of them. And, you know, these ideas and and the study process that comes to you when you're working on that just gives you such a close feeling to God. Oh, it does. It does. And there are times where I go through a gap and I don't preach for a while, and it's like, golly, I wish I could have the opportunity to write a sermon just so I could feel that closeness again. Mm, definitely. You know? But yeah, it's it's awesome how once God inspires you to do something, He totally, totally gives you the ability to accomplish that thing that he has in mind for you. Right. And I want to encourage the listeners and you and me personally, Julie, today, that it's okay when God calls you to do something to just let yourself be real with yourself and with God and say, okay, I'm not qualified for this. I don't know how to do it. 
And that's why God's calling us, because he wants us to learn and grow and stretch. He wants to really use our personality and to it, it blesses others and it, you know, gives him honor and glory. And so it's all right, listeners, that Julie stepped into that position and knew a few things that had a few pieces that were willing and ready and able to serve God, but she didn't know it all. You know, she hadn't served already for 35 years as somebody's youth director. So I love that you were willing to say, yes, this is exciting. And the neatest thing, Julie, is that God knew by making and creating you that this was something deep, deep in your heart that when he called you to, he knew that it would be something you could do, that you would be excited about. So how are things going at the church? Things are going well. Uh, We have an awesome group of young people, and I am so thankful for the opportunity to be with them and spend time with them. And, you know, another thing that I, I want to point out that I think is really, it's interesting, it's rewarding in the fact that we have, we have some kids that come to our youth activities that don't come to church otherwise. Sure. They're sure. not involved in other things, and this has become their outlet to connect mm, that's with wonderful. God and with our community and even with our church. And don't you think in today's society, Julie, it's so important to figure out how we can plug kids into places that are safe, where they can learn about God. Um, You know, sometimes church is becoming a place where people think it's not where they want to be. You know, people are judgmental there. People are, you know, I don't want to do that. But I think what you have going is such a great community feel for those kids, a safe place where they're doing things together, you know, building trust and learning about God. And and I think that's so valuable. It really is. And I tell you what, every morning when I'm praying, I I specifically pray for those kids, Mm -hmm. and especially the ones that I would love to have join us that aren't there. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who, who really need that touch and that reassurance. And I just ask God, please help in some way to reach out to these kids that aren't being a part of our activities because (laughs) I truly believe that, you know, being called to this position, I have a great work to do and I want to fulfill that to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. And with God's help, of course, I will. Sure. Um, And what a great attitude. Well, listeners, if you're just tuning in today, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. And we're talking with radio personality, Julie French, about following God's call in your life. And Julie, leave us with one important thing, one bit of encouragement for our listeners, for somebody out there who is saying, wow, God's prompting us to do something so outside of our comfort zone that we really don't know how to do it. What would you tell them? Actually, to answer that question, I'm going to share something with you from a book called Jesus Calling. I don't know if you're familiar with I it. I do, it's from Sarah, Sarah, Young. Sarah Young. Yes. Yeah, and the devotion that she had uh, recently in there is something that really hit home to me, and I think it applies to what we're talking about today. It says, grow strong in your weakness. Some of my children I've gifted with abundant strength and stamina. Others have received the humble gift of frailty. Your frailty is not a punishment, nor does it indicate a lack of faith. On the contrary, 
weak ones like you must live by faith, depending on me to get you through the day. Hmm. I am developing your ability to trust me, to lean on me rather than your own understanding. Your natural preference is to plan out your day knowing what will happen and when. My preference is for you to depend on me continually, trusting me to guide you and strengthen you as needed. This is how you grow strong in your weakness. That's and then from James chapter 4, 13 and 15, it says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year here, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And I think that really sums it up. It does. It really does sum it up. And listeners, we have to be confident in Christ. We don't need that complete confidence in ourselves because we aren't going to know how to do something new. We're just going to take God's hand and follow him. He's going to lead us through. Julie, thanks so much for being on the show, and congratulations on that job. I'm so excited that God's using you and continue to be a great blessing to others. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about this whole being called to a different path, a journey that you've never been on before. And so one of the big emotions that you and I are going to experience is fear. So with me today is John Jennings, and he's going to give us some leadership thoughts by Jeremiah Palmer. This is John Jennings with Leadership Moments. Raisin Wisdom by Jeremiah Palmer. I love raisins. I buy those little sun-made cartons and snack on them during the day. On the top flap of each carton is a little piece of advice. The other day I was greeted with the following wise saying, Fear is information. Don't ignore it. Fear is one of those emotions that can paralyze us. It can throw us into a rudimentary fight, freeze, or flight response. For most of us, fear is something to be avoided at all costs. Yet, fear truly is useful information. For instance, many of us are fearful of snakes. Of course, not all snakes are dangerous, but some are. Your fear is information about potential danger. The fear that many of us are more familiar with is less instinctual. We might fear speaking in front of a large group. We may fear what others think about our work. We fear letting someone down. We fear an upcoming year-end review. These fears are important in that they get in the way of us making meaningful change. They reinforce existing behaviors which we desperately are hoping to change. As destructive as our fears can be, it's no wonder that we ignore them. But we do so at our own peril. There is insight in the fear. So how do we take advantage of the information? First, we start by building awareness of when you are fearful. For many of us, we've become desensitized to our fears to the point we are unaware of them. Hard to find the insight from the fear when you don't even know you are fearful. Secondly, when you recognize your fear, don't rush to eliminate it. Just sit with it. What does it feel like? What do you notice in your body? What are you learning? Third, put your fear into words. Capture it in a journal. Speak it aloud. Own it. Fourth, ask yourself some questions about the fear. What's driving it? When does it show up? When do you first notice it in your life? How was this fear useful at some point? How about now? 
What is it keeping you from doing? Being. Lastly, start capturing what you learn every time it shows up. What is the insight? Follow these steps and start to glean the information provided from the emotion fear. Friends, the things that hold us back in life aren't really holding us back at all. You know why? Because we hold back ourselves. We're the ones that are saying, mm, I'm giving into that fear and I'm not going to move forward to blaze a trail. What's God calling you to do today? Is it volunteering to help at a retirement home? Is it taking food over to the neighbors down the street who continually play loud rock and roll music at midnight? Is it showing up to quietly volunteer to answer phones and file folders for your pastor? You see, a call from God isn't necessarily some huge formidable change. Sometimes a call from God to blaze a new trail comes quietly, unassumingly, gently blowing in like a summer breeze, asking you all the while to give up control and allow God to do a good work in and through you. The call can be something big. For me, it was starting a nonprofit after my child had been strangled and almost killed. For me, it was buying a church, building a team, starting a radio show. The neat thing about God's call to us is that we can't conjure the call up. We can't dream it or scheme it. We can only choose to obey or run. In Scripture, Moses complains he's not gifted enough to lead the people out of Egypt. Jonah complains he doesn't want to and runs the other way. Ruth willingly leaves everything to follow her mother-in-law, and Jesus, of course, willingly heads to the cross of Golgotha, although he does ask God to take it from him, but he blazes the trail after God stays the course. Blazing a new trail is exciting. It's an adventure. It's a call for something new and different. It's God's asking you to trust Him. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths, or I like to say your trails. Answer the call. Follow Him. Blaze a new trail. Go on. Adventures just outside the door beyond your comfort zone. Blaze a new trail. Friends, I want you to know that one of the fun things about blazing a trail is going to something going beyond what you know and reaching past it to see what God's got. Well, that's how it was for me when I dragged Farmer Dean right into the movie theater to see that great movie, Finding Dory. He says to me, mm, I don't think I want to do this, but he did. So here's the bottom line from me this time, because my friend Rob is busy with his family and took a new job. So I'm going to fill in for him with this show. You know, I'm an incredible Finding Dory fan, but mostly because I loved Finding Nemo. So here we go. With a rating of PG and a running time of 100 minutes, Disney Pixar's Finding Dory is a family-friendly fun time that reunites fans of Disney Pixar's 2003 film, Finding Nemo, with several of the same characters, such as the sea turtle dude Crush and his son Squirt, the fish school instructor Mr. Ray, and the mine mine chanting Sea Gulls. The happy-go-lucky blue tang fish Dory takes her friends, the doubtful and worrisome Martin and his gentle-spirited son Nemo, on an entertaining adventure as they begin a search for Dory's missing parents. Once again, Ellen DeGeneres creates her energetic, crazy, childlike spirit, as she portrays the forgetful blue fish, all the while struggling with short-term memory loss. While searching, the wide-eyed Dory unearths her own identity, creates great friendships, 
defines the impossible and never gives up. So here's the deal. She's under sea. She's swimming in the water. She's in the ocean. But the truth is she was blazing a new trail. Throughout the movie, we once again hear our favorite Doryisms like Just Keep Swimming and her attempt to speak whale. The movie follows the epic adventure as Dory's journey brings her to the Marine Life Institute, a conservatory that houses diverse ocean species. Dory has to save mom and dad from captivity in order to have a happy ending. You're going to have to watch it, see it. It's so much fun. Here's the bottom line. Although not quite as fabulous as my fabulous Finding Nemo, this movie came in as a close second with DeGeneres once again portraying the lovable crazy character. You will find yourself absolutely falling in love with those characters, even the new ones, enjoying the underwater scenery, and also feeling anxious with Dory and her friends. It's two thumbs up for me, and I love how Dory works together, blazing a new trail. Friends, I want to encourage you today, if God's calling you to blaze a new trail, you walk right outside the door. You get ready to blaze that trail with him because it's going to be something exciting and wonderful. And watch for my new book coming out, Blaze Your Trail. Look online, bestlifeministries.com or kathyweckworth.com. And thanks for listening today. Blessings to you. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Mm-hmm.